0: Comes the good news. (laughs) All right. Good news is NFL
1: football. Whoa, whoa. Roger Goodell's gonna save us from ourselves. Right? (laughs) No. What's up there, Bears' (laughs) hands? tuning in. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate you. It's time for another episode of The Tailgate Show on Ye Old Brawl Network. It's double A-A-R-O-N-T-O-R on Twitter. We've got Brian B. Diddy, Brian Quinn B. Quinn 34 on Twitter. And Air Jared Jeremy Kramer, the Rainbow, golden sprinkles, unicorn. Air gear. It gets worse and worse There's every week too. on Twitter. <laughs> and if you're one of the 15 people that are still on Tumblr, we did a Tumblr because why not? <laughs> <laughs> so check us out on Tumblr, in MySpace, and Friendster. <laughs> and Napster <laughs> yeah. and all the other stirs yeah,
2: and if you use Ask jeeves as your search engine you can. we're actually first on that
1: mm. so anyway um, what's up guys
2: what's uh, we're up, definitely,
1: definitely aware of everything that's going on in the world we're not uh, numb to it or immune to it uh, we hope everybody out there is staying safe and uh, we hope that this uh, comes to an end soon and uh, that things change in this country for the better. Absolutely. Um, we definitely are all in agreement that uh, things do need to change and um, change is not easy. Uh, we just want everybody to stay safe on all sides and we do appreciate you listening to us and hopefully we can give you a little respite from all of that because it's, uh, it's definitely been stressful to watch, and I know a lot of people are right in the thick of it, um, some by choice and some not by choice, so everybody out there, please uh, stay safe and look out for each other and you know, just do the right things to come home safe after you've uh, done what you feel you need to do, whether that's your duty um, as a police officer, your duty as a citizen to voice your opinion, whatever that might be. Um, we just want to stay safe and, uh, do our best to come together after all this is over. Um, cause we, as much as, uh, it's an imperfect country and an imperfect world, we'd like to, you know, be able to come together and, uh, you know, live in a, in a world that, uh, we all want to be in and we want, we can raise our kids in and, you know, uh, feel safe and have a life in. So that yeah. all yeah, being so- said...
2: Go ahead gonna say man 2020 has been challenging, and I just like I just hope from this ends up being pivotal for change. and that's including fighting viruses and and treating people equally. And we're all humans. Bottom line, we need to we need to get to that point. and I just I just hope as bad as this year's been, that things just change for the better because of it all. Like I just hope we, we as as a country bounce and go into the right direction and really I just really real change. Like not not bullshit. Like let's be better, let's move forward. Like
0: that's as once as one.
1: That's yeah. it, man. Absolutely. I mean really, that's you
0: know, all we have is each other. We're all intertwined. We're all all our spirits are intertwined. You know, we've seen a lot on T V and you know, I'm there are Many races of many, co- many people of many colors that are upset and standing for rights and liberties that should be granted to every human being. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I hope, you know, I hope some way we can find a way through all this. You know? And it starts with open dialogue. It starts with just being a decent human being. Right. Right. And it starts with people understanding their flaws, and we weren't going to go into this, but here we go, right? I think we have to, you know. I think we have to have the discussion a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I live in a very rural part of Indiana. <clears throat> we had protests here, and I was for it. I was like, "That's awesome," you know. People are tired of it, man. We want all of our, you know, we have a high Hispanic population here. Some of them have, that have been profiled, I would say. Right. You know, and it's tough. It's tough, and it's good to see people coming together peacefully, doing it, trying to get their their message across.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest thing. I hope I hope the message heard loud and clear. Like um the the, the destroying stuff i just hope that stuff doesn't distract from from the cause and from from the voice that needs to be heard that real change needs to happen here that's about as deep as i'm gonna get into it i just really hope the people the message is heard and the distractions don't deter from that
1: yeah absolutely i mean you know and and as it pertains to us you know i think it's interesting right now that there is not sports going on so you know you don't Because a lot of times, sports is the lens that a lot of people see this stuff through. So, you know, we saw what happened with the the NFL and Kaepernick, and and obviously that's extremely um, relevant to what's going on right now, uh, because essentially that was his message, um, which was, you know, squashed by the NFL and the teams. But you would be seeing, if there was basketball games and and baseball games and things right now, you would be seeing uh, at demonstrations at stadiums, you know what I mean? You would be, I mean, there might be cancellations of games right now because they would be <laughs> worrying about safety and, you know, things like that. Um, so it's kind of interesting that this is happening without sports. Um, it does actually have
0: an effect on the sport itself. You've seen the University of Minnesota has actually loosened it t- its ties to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Police Department. Right. And I think they're going to go to a more state level, which is probably a good idea for them. But can yeah. you imagine – I mean, we're older guys, you know. We're in our 40s. Can you imagine being a young person, 19, 20? You're confused by everything anyway. Oh, yeah. And then this is just – I I could not imagine being that age right now and having to live and think as a teenager. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, I mean, I remember, (laughs) you know, I remember Rodney King. Yes. And, but that felt so far away, you know, and it felt so distant, um, you know it just in it it felt so contained um i it's think dinner
2: for me man I, I was in georgetown okay when the, when the protests were going on i, I was okay. down a we're, washington dc tour vacation and uh we, we were locked in our hotel and wow. it, it was just like yeah they you couldn't even go outside that's crazy yeah
1: yeah, I mean, I was in Albuquerque, so there really wasn't much popping off in regards to that. It was just very much like on TV and, um, you know, it was like, oh, that's that's terrible. But, you know, it was kind of like, oh, I got we're going to talk about this in our social studies history class, uh, you know, next week. I can guarantee you that, you know, kind of thing. But I just think... The biggest thing to remember is that, like, I think we should always try to li- do a lot more listening than talking right now. Absolutely. With, with regard to all these things. So instead of hearing s- statements by people and then immediately going, well, here's my statement. It's like, no, this is not the moment for our statement, especially no. as white as white people. This is not our moment not to fun. make a statement about fucking anything. <laughs> so yeah, just I mean, uh, it's like, you know, and you have your – I mean, obviously, uh, Twitter is for opinions, and, and, you know, opinions are like assholes, and everybody's got one, and Twitter's got a lot of assholes and a lot of opinions. Um, yeah, I
2: don't think we need to shut up. I just think
1: no, we need to, st- we need to we step need up to and be better. Yeah, be better no, I think, we need I, to, I think we need to support, but I'm just saying, like, we need to do a lot more listening and a lot less, you know, trying to – throw our own two cents into it. You know what I mean? And, and obviously everybody needs, you know, the whole cause needs support. There's, you know, it's, it, it, racism is another pandemic that, that ultimately got ignored just like pandemics did. And we, and we've, it's, it's, it's been bubbling and <clears throat> having and growing and, and, you know, and it, and it's now, Boiled over, and this is a perfect, unfortunately, a perfect opportunity for, um, for things to boil over right now. So it is what uh, it is. That, it's, it's that, it's, that it's, one uh, sheriff though from Genesee
2: County started to cut you off. Um, yeah. Chris Chris Swanson mm-hmm. took off his helmet, put down his baton, said, what, "What do you need? What do you?" And he marched with people, and that that was awesome, good, man. We we need people. more of that.
0: We're good people. It's happening in Louisville. You know, Louisville was a hotbed not too long ago, and it still is. You saw the sheriff take time out and march with those people, and that's beautiful, beautiful, man. Yes. To, To realize that on a human level that you see, it's like I see you. I feel you. Let's work together. God, I hope it works. I hope to God people can pull together.
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing is that most most police don't don't have any interest in being an enemy of people, um, you know. So they don't, you know. I think I just think there's a mob mentality that goes on from the police side too, where they they are. And it's that sounds bad to say it that way, but sometimes it is a negative way, but sometimes it's also it's very much, you know, fear based and preservation based where, you know, they they have an a goal and and orders to do a certain thing and you know, they're they're ultimately protecting their own themselves and and everything else and you know they feel that they have to protect the city and this that and the other so it's not always that easy um no there's good and
2: bad people in every profession it's just the the bad happens to stick out more with this particular profession
1: well and ultimately ultimately that you know they they have to the, the the profession has to in this case because it is what it is, it has to be judged by the worst. It can't be judged by the best. Like, you know, a lot of people have been playing the clip of Chris Rock talking about, you know, oh, it's just a few bad apples. It's like, well, it doesn't really, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that when you're talking right. about a, a police force, you know, like those you know, so. So all that being said, we just hope that, you know, that some good can come of all this bad and that's, that is going on. And there is a lot of good that is happening. And, and you know, um, there's that's the history of this country is that uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, t- terrible things can lead to positive things and to to very simplistically say it you know and i don't want to you know i'm not a I'm not a historian and i'm not a sociologist but um you know that's that's that has been shown that you know these sort of terrible things can lead to change um and can ultimately lead to positive Uh, growth and it's not it's not easy you know and it's not you know it's it's difficult to erase challenging and terrible history of of things so Hopefully we can move towards that way and, um, you know, things can come together because, you know, it it is unfortunately one is affecting the other. And, you know, what we we hope is that we don't backslide into more COVID outbreak and as petty and, and sort of trivial as it may sound, the things that we want in terms of getting back to normal life could take a hit like sports. Yes. you know to to bring us back um you know to what it is that we do here which of course is to talk about football and uh the bears um you know we just hope that in the, in what is a necessary part of a societal movement and and change that you know that the damage isn't further done to the rest of the fabric of the country which again is trivial it's not the most important thing in the world but it is important to people you yeah, know Yeah it is because if I have to watch another exercise bike race on
0: ESPN I'm on <laughs> my
1: fucking mind Yeah absolutely as fun as uh, watching uh, Tom Brady and Tiger Woods Golf in the Rain was or wasn't, depending on your perspective. Uh, I don't think anybody really wants to make a habit of that or make that the, the number one sporting event that we have available to us. Um,
0: like, I'm sitting there eating my big fat sandwich at Applebee's. i all socially distant. You know, we're all six feet apart, all that. Server's yeah. doing their great. They're doing a pretty good job. They have so much that they have to do. Yeah. And uh, on the TV, it's – they're racing tell they're not moving they're it's, riding an exercise bike <laughs> it's on ESPN so I just dip my uh, big fat sandwich in my au jus and just keep eating it was like it makes me feel kind of good <laughs> uh,
2: uh, that's yeah. like the I would not go to Applebee's if I my first restaurant out. do it we have much choices you to go I'm not I, yeah, chain, you know? chain restaurants bro I can't I'm not am not I don't know, like well, chilies and all that crap. To
0: those people that were working there, I just want to say they did a great job. Oh, uh,
2: no, nah, bro. I worked at a fast it was very clean, chain, chain though. Yeah, you can make everything there in a microwave, bro. That's cool. It was good microwave food. And watching people yeah, run you, Yeah, drugs. you know what I'm saying. They... Oh, God. Oh, it is protest. what it is, man. <laughs> I, don't yeah. hey.
1: I mean, there's a lot of bad scratch food, too. Right. <laughs> like, Waffle House is scratching, it's trash So It doesn't, you know You know you, you can say what you want about Applebee's But there's like a thousand of them for a reason
0: Right <laughs> But anyway, in the, the moral of the story is yeah. Let's get
1: back to sports And right. get off Yeah, yeah exactly So, uh, you know, unfortunately there, there, <laughs> there wasn't a ton of news uh-huh. uh, With regard to uh, you know, big things, but you know they did have some rule proposal stuff and um, yeah, the 15, you know, the
0: smack. fourth and 15 got shot down. Mm-hmm. So I
1: think it's a pretty good idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Did Kevin White on, JJ, on with JJ?
1: Yeah, that was interesting. That seems like a million years ago. Now the the whole <laughs> Kevin White thing. When I was ranting about that, jeez, um, I honestly <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, people. Uh, uh, it's another one of those things where I think a lot of people don't actually read the article before they react and the, and and oh, they, they do just a, react they, to the headline. They do a good they did a good job of of cherry picking out the little part where you know he did say that he felt cheated, but if you when you read the whole article, you see that he's actually got a pretty level head about the situation. Um, you know, and it's did
0: 100% you, did you listen to the interview?
1: No, I only read the The interview article. was really good.
0: Yeah, the interview. JJ killed it.
2: Interview, yeah, and the tone was different. So, like, I listened to the interview before I read the article, so I kind of knew how Kevin was talking. Yeah. I could I could see as a fan, like, if you just read it, you're like, oh, he's just bitching. But it wasn't like that. Like, he actually sincerely felt like he, even if he ends up on another team and has success, he feels like he owes that to the fans of Chicago to prove that, like, it may not happen for him, but he, he feels like he owes them performance it was us performance because of the fact he, he whether he, he felt he got slated or whatever. He didn't, he felt like he didn't get that opportunity to really show that to the fans.
0: The one thing that was interesting that Hogan Johns brought up about JJ's interview was that he felt like he did enough in practice in that last year that he should have saw the field after we signed Alan Robinson and we signed Taylor Gabriel. He thought, he did enough in practice that he should have been on the field, but they were having that debate on their podcast. And I thought it was worth noting that do do you remember, I mean, we were there,
1: we were there for that. He wasn't even getting reps in my estimation. I mean, like in the first, although no, actually I would say in the first training camp that I went to, that was Nagy's first camp. He was actually getting reps and was getting catches, if I recall, and he was getting a lot of uh, attention from the fans in Bourbonnais. Uh, a lot of people were pulling for him because he did look healthy, and um, you know he was. But but to me now, <clears throat> I've always felt, and and this I was obviously pretty strong about it. Number one, that I don't feel sorry for the guy because I think if you if you take him as a person, he is—he is very fortunate She's overall. Great. He is very lucky. He was lucky to be drafted where he was. He was lucky to make all that money. He made seventeen million dollars for basically doing not a lot of mm. of mm. and on-field production, right? Uh, yeah, in terms of on-field production, sure. He, but but and then and I remember for a fact, and it was long since deleted, but I remember right after he got injured. Him being on Instagram on ATVs right after his first injury, I don't. And and he went. You know, some people mentioned that he went out and you know bought a Lamborghini right away. And and I don't think he was a particularly flamboyant person. But I honestly think that he was somebody who felt that his talent and his his body was so great that he didn't have to work that hard. And I'm not saying that he didn't necessarily. Work hard, but I just feel like if you really, really, really want to stay in the game, then you find a way to stay in the game. And Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson, Bellamy, um, you know, these all these journeyman receivers that the Bears had in 2016 and 2017 who, you know, team after team after team, they, they find a way, they play special teams, Zay. they... You know, and he just never seemed like that guy. He seemed like he, he thought He chose to
0: be the Diva wide receiver instead of being the selfless guy that could get a paycheck and tackle. Stuff. He he was he in was brought opinion. in to
2: be the he was brought in to be the guy too and, and we don't really know if the coaching staff
0: So it was Cordero. Um, Cordero um, was a first round pick well, in Minnesota.
2: I understand, but what I'm saying with Kevin is like, we don't really know if they were even trying to get him groomed for special teams. It was all about trying to get him on the field to be that number one receiver we drafted him to be. Sometimes those guys don't have to fight. He came in as a top ten pick. Those guys don't have to fight for a roster spot and get good on special teams. This was a guy they projected to be the number one receiver. Those aren't normally guys that you're – what I'm saying is that those aren't normally guys that you're you're working out that much on special teams to even get used to it at that level.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is that when he found himself not even on the active roster, he, I don't believe that he fought. Oh, maybe, maybe of Checked out.
0: He did say that yes. he's, he's like, right. I, I don't I checked out.
2: I feel I do feel bad for him as an athlete, though. Yes, these these guys get paid, right, and that's good that he's financially taken care of. Hopefully. But but the injuries, man. Like the the injuries mounted up with this guy too, right yeah, off the gate. And he didn't, he didn't really have a huge injury history or anything, but he had some, like the leg injury with speed. I was like, oh shit, like.
1: Right, but I also I also think he was too big and not flexible, uh, and and I think that was an issue. I think he I think he was he 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 worked out too much and and was concerned about being all shredded up and, you know, wasn't wasn't very flexible. I, what what it comes down to is if he's not injured, they don't have to go out and get an Allen Robinson. If right. he pans out to be who he's supposed to be, there is no Allen Robinson. So it's like if you just expect that you're going to be on the field, like, it doesn't work like that, you know? Like, yeah, but
2: Pace, Pace also has a history of... Uh the guys that aren't quite panning out bringing people to challenge them. He does that, but it just yeah, didn't, and it didn't
1: work. set in for him. Right. Like it, it, ultimate, it ultimately ultimately, right, it ultimately didn't work and I think it's because he's he is a little soft. Like personally. Like, you know, I, I think and from what I've seen with this with Furway that Furry operates and, you know, <clears throat> you need to be tough. And you need to deal with criticism the way that Anthony Miller has dealt with criticism very well. And you know, um, they you have to, from what it seems, you have to be absolutely spot on in practice to earn your spot on the field. Um, you know, it doesn't just work like you know, oh, you were they don't care that you were the, the whatever he was number eight overall pick in two thousand fifteen or what was it fifteen? two million years ago yeah i mean the guy you know it was it was 2015 so he got there two years who fucking cares you know like what's the like he's not owed anything he wasn't owed anything by anybody he wasn't owed any reps he wasn't owed you know anything at all and honestly like i'm surprised they kept him around as long as they did you know, and then you know, when he went to it Arizona, was so I thought his attitude going to Arizona was kind of shitty, at least in terms of what he was posting. It was kind of like, a, I'm going to show you, you know, kind of thing like Chicago screwed up. And then they couldn't fucking wait to cut his ass either. And it wasn't about injuries. It was like, oh, John Q. Anybody came available and it was Crabtree came available and they were they, they were all too happy to pick up you know sir drops a lot crabtree and kick kevin white back to the curb
2: yeah it was still cool to hear how candid he was like this is gonna kind of stop talking in the media at the end right. it, it was it, a cool it was just
0: cool to hear his perspective i'm not defending it's a great anything, job by but, jj to get him to talk for an yeah. hour
1: in his car oh for sure yeah and, and i you know he came in to um he came into the restaurant, McCormick and Schmicks, that I ran for a while, you know, because it was up by, up by the, uh, a lot of, you know, some players used to come in. There's a, there's a, um, a high-end luxury apartment building that's not too far from where that restaurant was, so we would get, uh, Marion Barber and occasionally, and Taj Gibson, when, when the, when the Birdo Center was still out, in the Burbs, and, um, Kevin White came in a couple times with his girlfriend, always very nice, always very uh, kind, and um, didn't have, like, a big head or anything like that. Um, So I don't have anything bad to say about him. I'm just saying, like, to me, I read those stories, and I'm just like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play a I
2: don't have anything bad to say about him. him. He's just soft and... (laughs)
1: I, I, just, don't I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at it as cheated If, if he, I don't think at the end of the day yeah. he really does either but but he he you know it was what it was and hopefully True he drink. saved his money hopefully he saved his fucking money because if you get handed 17 million dollars and I know there's agents and taxes and this that and the other but if you get handed you know if he netted uh, 10 million dollars <laughs> And he's smart with it. He, he shouldn't have to work again. Right. You know? But I know it's not that easy, and I'm not going to sit here... He did
2: say he'd play for free, though.
1: Well, I don't think anybody wants him to do that either, so... <laughs> no, I, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see him get a shot. You know? He's not going to get a shot. Him and Cam Meredith can fucking go... Like, as far as... You know what I mean? Like, he ain't getting a the shot. I actually, two, like, Cam... Too many damn Everybody receivers. Everybody liked Cam. Everybody liked Cam. There's really too many receivers. Like nobody's into these reclamation projects. Like he can just... be our eleventh tight end. Yeah. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> so, yeah, but again, good work by JJ. Interesting story. I also just get a little tired somehow. Uh, also because Bears fans just love to fucking live in the past and love to like. I bought a Kevin White jersey, man. Yeah, but they just got You should never choose number 13 By the way
0: No, Oof. Johnny Knox he was the yeah. only 13 that panned out Yeah Uh. uh yeah, exactly, exactly. Pro Bowl, He was just a Pro Bowl Returner, wasn't he?
1: You're right, but then he almost died Then he almost died <laughs> I don't, There is uh, that Yeah
0: That was so horrific, man uh. Yeah, so that's the one player I wish we could have seen live to his potential. Yeah, yeah. Jake Cutler. That Sorry, go
2: ahead. No, go ahead. Bigs. No, you were talk, you were talking about Cutler that that trumps what I was going to say.
1: No, I G, Jer said he would like to see him reach his potential, and I said, yeah, that would be cool if Jake Cutler done that too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'd be good too. What? Well, don't uh, worry. I think kinda, it was
2: uh, Mullion Ha um, talking about how the, he, he just kind of felt like it was overhyped about the starters not playing in the preseason. Because even like when Fox, like the old school coaches, the starters only play like 65 to 70 snaps or something in the whole preseason. Like, you know, you got a portion of our fan base. Oh, they weren't playing. They. they did it, it was fine when we had a good season.
1: Iron sharpens iron, buddy! I
2: was going to say the meatheads, but you just basically said it for me. they so. yeah. but uh to
1: learn football by playing football, pal!
2: <laughs> well, and that's another thing. Like, this QB competition, right? If if OTAs, like, Mitch wasn't, wasn't going to be ready until training camp anyway. So, like, they wouldn't even been able to get it going
0: when there's there some news like about how, that, that they were talking about that depending on the state, in three weeks we could be having.
2: Yeah. You know, Pace said Mitch this. wasn't going to be ready till training camp. But his injury. Wow. So I don't know how much of a QB competition would we'll be able to get going this early anyway.
0: Wow. It's hard telling with him, you know, I think that was one of the things Olin brought up. You know, we were talking about quarterback play and all that shit. Oh, Olin's interview was really good. Olin's interview was money. And I love how he started off. It's like, ultimately, I'm just guessing. But, <laughs> and then he starts breaking down the offensive line stuff. It was like, that's really good shit. Really good. Talking about yeah, he was talking my shoulder on the zone and. Good stuff.
2: Plus, plus all the injuries we had, and he said that definitely makes it difficult. And the way Mitch played makes it difficult for an offensive line too. Yes. Yes. And he kind of, he kind of also got into the fact that we don't have dominant offensive linemen currently, and like yeah. his hope was like White and Daniels become that at, at guard center, however that plays out.
0: But he, he also doesn't seem too confident about Effedy.
2: No, nah, he. From, uh, he said at Fetty's an upgrade to coward. He said he showed some improvement last year. I mean, he called well, it an upgrade. So
1: yeah, I mean that's you know an upgrade. You know from shit, okay. Yeah, yeah like-
2: but at least it's an upgrade. I mean, he also he also said James Daniels, his ability, he was his ability to to take on a one on one block at center. He said only, like, two or three guys in the league have that ability. I just I think with that. with Daniels last year, it was more about Mitch not knowing what the hell he was doing, where Cody could make those adjustments for Mitch. Now, if we get a quarterback in there, like, that's more comfortable, like, Daniels could play at his natural position. Put Cody back at guard. But, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, always been really high. It'll really be high it'll on be Daniels. Just, He's only 22, man. Like... <laughs>
1: yeah Owen's definitely a big fan of Daniels that uh, thinks that he you know should be a center, thinks he's a center. um I think you know that's true. I mean, there's lots of people that have have voiced the opinion that he's just not he's not big and physical enough to be a guard. I mean, to be honest when it comes down to it it's just it's just hard because you did see him put together a pretty damn good season in 2018 i mean he had some some pretty dominant performances you know um you know i hate to cherry pick good games here and there but you know when you watch that game against aaron donald i mean there were extenuating circumstances with the cold and this that and the other but I mean they that steamed was teamed him up really well. They really steamed Aaron Donald that, up. That happened. I mean that occurred, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think that I think that if we were if we ever find out what really happened in two thousand nineteen, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes battle between He Stan and Nagy and Helfridge about all that stuff. Uh, I don't know whose idea it was to move Daniels to center, and then I don't know who was in favor of it and who wasn't. My feeling is that it was probably Stand who was like, this kid needs to be a center. Because as we know, Olin and Stand are in lockstep. And I guarantee you they talk, and I guarantee you they have the same opinions. So... If Olin thinks that he that that Daniels is a center, then you sure as hell can assume that he stand. I'm making a lot of mental leaps here, but that's generally how those things go. I mean, you know he, Olin won't say anything bad about He stand ever. you know and and rightfully so, he's got a track record, you know this mm-hmm. is really um although when when he stand was the offensive line coach previously for the Bears, it wasn't like things were so great, but he also back then didn't have a lot to work with. You know, he had better talent than he does now. Um, but he also, you know, I mean, the Bears have have not invested in the offensive line for about 20, 30 years now at this point. Um, you know, it's another so, point they made up on that they made on that is like
0: you've paid three of the linemen already with Yeah, white hair and. Why do I always forget that? Bobby Massey mm-hmm. and Leno. You've already paid those three. Not top yeah, was, tier money, but you've paid them. Mm-hmm. Salary cap's not going to go away anytime soon.
1: And well, right. Well, it's certainly not going to be with the economy and with, the, with fan, no fans in the stands either. So a lot of people are like, oh, the, star, the, the, the salary cap just keeps going up and up and up. Well, I, it, I was, was
0: going to just bring that up. Do you
1: think um, it would go down next year? I don't think it's going to go down, but I don't think it's going to go up very much.
2: Yeah, it probably won't. But they, the, 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 with our offensive line, you're right, you lose a right tackle, you lose a guard, your inconsistent availability of tight ends just being, like, rotated, like, all that stuff does play into it. You yeah, have
0: quarterback that can't read a defense. That can't read a fucking defense.
2: <laughs> right. right. That shit does well, not make it easy right. on the O-line.
1: I think you will find and and you've heard little smatterings of this, that and the other from from about where where he stands stood and and that that there was a real power struggle going on, you know, and I don't know who's was so in love with the coward project. I don't know whose cockamamie idea was the Bradley soul project, Uh, you know, but there was a lot of weird ass, you know, wasn't coward Vic's idea. Yes, originally uh, that was Vic Fangio's plan, mm-hmm. and uh, I think coward has coward has some uh, physical ability, has some traits. Um, he just That's why you is get, you get in the NFL. Yeah, I mean he's big and, and he can do some things, but he, he's not a guy who is suited for finesse, <laughs> you no. know. And, I
0: think they brought that up in the Ellen interview, too. He's like, the eye formation was the offense. That could have been the identity. And they went away from
1: it for some reason. Because and, man, you're stubborn. <laughs> well, when you they, know, the part and of it. Helfrich, Helfrich doesn't want anything to do with eye formation either.
2: Like, this has to fall on pace a little bit, too, because you had Kyle Long, right? And he was deteriorating at, for a while and he wasn't a consistent, he wasn't consistently available and he didn't bring anybody in to pass the torch to either.
1: Kyle, Kyle Long never should have played in the playoff game. I love Kyle Long and I was, I was banging the drum and happy as hell for him. that oh, he's
2: Kyle's a great guy
1: getting to play in the playoff game and everything, but he shouldn't have been in there. Like he was a liability. <laughs> And he would, I think he would tell you that too. Well, he did tell. He, I mean, he talks about it. He taught. He's been very candid about it. And his brother was very candid about it. I remember it. It was, that. I remember like, that interview now. You guys weren't physical enough. That that team was, and he's you know, because he was very much of the mind. <laughs> To basically go against what a lot of people were saying that, that the Bears would have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Cody Parkey, and he, you know his Chris Long was like, no, not they just were not a physical enough team up front, especially on the offensive line.
2: The offense wasn't playing well enough either. Like no, going into the playoffs.
1: Absolutely not. They were playing like crap, and they played like crap for three quarters of that game. I mean, it's sort of the Eagles' offense, to be quite honest, but they made enough plays. But again, this the offensive line was makeshift, and the thing was in '18, they everything was new, nothing was on tape. They right. could they they could get away with a lot of things, and they they could run these trick plays, and they could do all this stuff, and they caught people off guard, and they were playing with a damn lead, and the defense was flying around, getting turnovers. And, I mean, just like 2006, you know, the defense was doing crazy things. In 2006, the defense had, you know, these, all these comebacks and all these turnovers and all these wins. And Mike Brown was flying around and Erlacher and everything this, that, and the other. Same thing was happening. It was lightning in a bottle. But the team the team had big deficiencies. And... The offensive line was always kind of one. Now, I I personally don't think that Leno is as bad as everybody thinks. No. And I don't think Massey's as bad as everybody thinks. That that vertigo shit's kind of troubling. I hope he doesn't have concussions or whatever. But, um, like, I think Leno, Massey, Whitehair, and, and Daniels are all solid, startable players. They are. You just got to fix that in one spot. Yeah, so so now we're looking at Spriggs and I e. And I feed e, although he wasn't a great tackle, it, it was actually pretty decent at guard from what I've seen and what I've heard. Um, and he has a ton of experience. I mean, that's the one thing about him is that he's, he has been out there for the, the majority of the snaps since he was drafted. I mean, it wasn't like the guy was so bad that they benched him
0: right um they moved him to try to find a spot so he could so he could
1: uh, fuck so he could produce (laughs) right well and seattle's i think uh another team that you know has been sort of interesting in how they spend their money you know i mean now they're kind of in a in a spot where they've decided to spend all their money on Russell Wilson and have to sort of fill in around that. Um, Whereas, you know, now we're on the opposite end of the spectrum where we've spent all our money on Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, and we're going to have to fill in around that. But as much money as they've spent on the offensive line after this season, they're going to have some flexibility. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. $10 Ten million dollars for a tackle is kind of a bargain these days. If he yeah. plays sixteen games, you know. Uh, and that's the thing is that you know we continue to people continue to make excuses excuses for Mitch and and the offensive line has been a huge one that people make, um, you know, for Mitch and and I think that I think it all works together. No. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's the whole right. package right. works together. Like show me show me a great offensive line with a bad quarterback. It doesn't happen. Like you're never gonna sit there and go, Oh, the offensive line is amazing, but the quarterback's terrible. Like
0: Well Olin brought up the play, what was it? The it's like a third and whatever towards the end of the game and everything's blocked up right. The quarterback's got the line called right and there goes taylor gabriel breaking down the seam and mitch misses him by 10 yards right you know it's like that's I a think, hard
1: that's a hard scene to come back to you know if i think then the biggest thing that i hope that they are able to do is change up the blocking scheme so that the guys can get some sort of a rhythm going because that's what i felt like was missing is that these guys just never could stack up any positive plays. They never left the field feeling like anything but negative. Correct. It was, it was just constantly pass, pass. You know, it was like pass or run, pass, pass, gun. You right. know, like it was three and out, three and out, three and out. They never were the on. Whole the
0: whole Philadelphia game for the first half, minus five yards. And then what do we do in the start of the second half where we score a touchdown? It's like, oh, well. Right.
2: And, and Olin did say, too, it also takes comfort with getting used to the quarterback's cadences and how they – they when they want the ball. Like, that That kind of made me think, like, I, I don't know how deep in the training, like into preseason the decision's going to go. I mean, they kind of got to get things on the same page with quarterback and the offensive yeah. line. Like, that decision's going to be made behind the scenes.
1: Right. I mean, I was – you know, talking to to Haltech this week, and you know, he was saying that he feels like that you know they'll they'll want Mitch to win the job and this that and the other. And I'm just like, if they're going into this in, in any mindset other than the best man should win, then we're screwed. Correct. Like, if there's other motivations really going on, and they're they're blinded by either the side of things that says we brought in Foles, he better be the guy, or we drafted Mitch and we did all this, he better be the guy, then you're screwed. Like, they've got to really put everything into this competition and let it play out. And I, I honestly believe that they will, but I also believe that Nagy mostly and Laser and DeFlippo feel more comfortable with Foles... I think so too. As of this moment. Now, maybe that all changes. Maybe they get into camp and, and Mitch is just looking like a rock star and Foles is just kind of looking like, man. And so they feel like, you know, maybe they feel like the hot hand is Mitch. And then we know that Foles can always come out of the bullpen and that's a better way to go. Did you
2: guys see the SI article, the three reasons why Mitch Trubisky will make it a fight? No. But Gene Chamberlain wrote it this week, and he kinda, it was kind of interesting. Some of the points from it, just like no QB that had the fifth-year option declined has ever been with the team the following year. Um, I, that's kind of crazy. But um, mm-hmm. his, his thing, his, his negative knocks on Foles, were just like he hasn't been consistent as a starter. He hasn't start. I, he hasn't started over five games since two thousand fifteen, right? And basically, Pace would love to see Mitch win it, like because that's his that's his investment. That's what his legacy kind of hinges on. So who who knows how it's going to play out? But it's not. They brought a very safe competition for Mitch. I know we feel like oh, they're not coddling him anymore. Well. You didn't bring in a guy that's going to say, "Nope, this is my, you know what I mean, this is my
0: job. He'll be like, I was okay, asked uh, a question yesterday, or yesterday. Was, uh, by a fan of another team. He's like, do you guys think you're going to draft a quarterback next year? I said yes. I think if Foles wins the job, yes. I mean, that's my thought. What do you think, A.A.? Uh,
1: I think you have to see how the season plays out. I mean... I don't think just on. I don't think you can sit here and say whether they will or whether they won't, um, based on what you know now.
0: With the quarterback position, that's that's how I took the questions. Like
1: we don't know it, now. If it's Ryan Pace and Nick Foles is the quarterback, then the answer is no, <laughs> because the way that I think this season is going to pan out is Foles is going to win the job. The Bears will be a playoff team. They'll maybe win one playoff game. Everybody keeps their job. Mitch goes and Biza goes get to back up like like a contract just like Mariota got. And he goes to be a backup somewhere. Maybe to never be heard from again. maybe to have some foals like Phoenix rising from the ashes Shit happen to him. I don't know. I don't care. And then we bring in some other backup who knows the system. Like, I don't see them and, – and then I think what they would do is they would draft a tackle or, you know, they would be in the mindset of, okay, it's time to replace Akeem Hicks or it's time to – so, no, I don't
2: – I think they'd draft the quarterback if Foles wins the job. I
1: think it's a fair bet. I just I, – I feel like if Foles plays well and they know they have him for another couple of seasons, I don't think the pressure is going to be on to to spend a first-round draft pick and then
2: – I didn't say first. His. I said they will draft one.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like they would spend draft capital to focus on an acquisition of a quarterback.
2: Oh, like no, I'm not talking like first round. I'm talking about they should, they will bring somebody in in the draft, though. I mean, because Foles is actually a good
0: quarterback to bridge a young guy with. Is
1: but realistically how how
0: I mean? You're talking five games. You might get five games out of them.
1: Right, but also, how realistic is it to think that you're really going to get your next quarterback out of you know the third, fourth, fifth round? Okay. I mean, good point. Uh, you know, not that it's not that first round picks are some crapshoot, but it goes. I mean, they are, are anything more than a no, crap but
2: you got shoot. A ki- You bring a kid that you could groom for two or three seasons.
1: I just don't I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily see. I, I feel like they'll that pace will feel like, OK, this is now the answer. We're spending uh, a pretty good amount of money on the position. So yeah, maybe in the fourth, fifth round, sure. Okay. Bring, bring one every in, bring one in every year. They should absolutely. <laughs> they should. It's been a complete joke that they haven't. But the problem that the reason that they haven't is because space pace spends two space. picks for every one. Yes, yeah, SpaceX <laughs> really? launches launches all his fucking picks. You know, he he doesn't have enough picks because he spends. He spends more picks than he has every year on, on the drafts he get. So <laughs> you don't have that luxury. I mean, next year you know, they should have a good amount of picks, but I mean, yeah, you, uh, you know, you look at the roster and, and – Yeah, I didn't I don't, get any younger. Right. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, that's what you think. is that, like how many more years are you getting out of Akeem Hicks? How long are you going to You need to – it's time to invest a first-round pick in the offensive line, in in my opinion. Like, it's time to draft a real offensive tackle in the first round. You know, a guy that you can just hang your hat on for for seven to ten years. That's what I I would do, Um, you know, unless –
2: You want another Notre Dame player.
1: I guess, whatever, I and mean, that's the only thing they put out. That and tight ends, we hope. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time. I I still think that Pace believes in what he's doing. With we conviction. Know. Yeah, he does. So, <laughs> you know.
2: They all have. I mean, Phil Emery believed in what he was doing, too.
0: Yeah, I have to. You've got to be that
1: person. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't get to that position by by being, you know, uh, a guy that second guesses everything,
2: or or by being Mickey Loomis's caddy or anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I saw Drew Brees warm up. Oh, to, so, hire him. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, a guy washed out my underwear once. And that, it, was, it was... Yeah, like... It's, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Was it man. a seat that
2: made that higher for us? Ugh. Thanks, Ernie.
0: Screwed by the Giants again.
2: Exactly. That's what we get from dealing with the Giants bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is he frozen?
1: No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I uh I I was I was I, I tuned out when he started just swiping at the Giants wildly, <laughs> 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 just pulling plates off the wall and throwing them. <laughs> oh wait, that's not a plate. It's a Super Bowl trophy. What the hell? <laughs> this is heavier than I thought. Uh, <laughs> No, but Pace did a couple of interviews himself this past week and he was he was talking about, you know, different things in the virtual training camp and Oh Nagy, uh, yeah. No, Pace. Pace. I thought it was I thought it was Nagy. No, Pace Pace did some interviews. He was talking to he was talking to Florio um you know, he was just talking about you know, one of the things he said was he said, you know, so now it's it's about everybody you know, he said going into the 19 season, the excitement was off the charts because of what we did the previous year 12 and 4, winning the division. So you go through last year and it just eats at you, and we've all had that taste in our mouth. Eight and eight definitely isn't good enough. We didn't fulfill our expectations. So now it's about everybody don't be defensive, everybody drop their egos. We're all humbled. What can we do better to get this thing back on track that it was on in 18? And I think we've done a lot of things this offseason to get that going because last year was unacceptable. Um, Pace told Florio that he senses how determined the players are to bounce back and wishes he could see how that translates on the practice field. The one hard part is not all being together right now is our team is in a good state of mind. I think everybody is a little pissed off. Everybody has a chip on their shoulder, and I would love to be carrying that momentum through OTAs and through mini camps. Fortunately, we don't have that. We're going to have to pick that up in training camp when this when that starts because I do feel like our team is in the right mindset right now. I like to hear that. Uh, So Pace was asked when the Bears would like to determine a winner in the competition for the starting quarterback position between Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. He said, we haven't said that this is going to be the timetable. We just said it's going to be a daily evaluation for us. Obviously, there's a little bit of an acceleration to it. Matt and I have already talked about playing our players more in the preseason. We haven't done that as much the past two years. It's going to be important to get the starters out there. I know the quarterback is the focus, but there are other position battles as well, so playing our starters in the preseason, it's going to be important to see that. We're hopeful we can have combined practices with the Denver Broncos, I don't know what's going to happen, we have our fingers crossed on that, but all those moments are going to be valuable for us to really evaluate that quarterback competition along with a handful of other ones. Um, you know, so he talked about, um, you know, some of the rule changes and things like that, Um one of the things that we didn't mention with the rule changes is that they are going to be experimenting with the eye in the sky good. Uh, thing, which is good. So, you know, I mean, that's two things that almost came out of the XFL. One being the the possible and onside kick thing, which didn't get adopted, and then the, the eye in the sky ref. So hopefully that happens. I mean, I think the NFL has to do that simply – for a couple of reasons. One is that sports betting (laughs) number two sports betting. (laughs) And then also just people's, you know, feeling of confidence in the game. Um, But you you can't have the way that calls get missed right now. Continue. I mean, it just, it just can't happen. So you've got to have somebody who's able to go, whoa, 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 that's wrong. You know, um, and it can't be the coaches either. It can't be up to the coaches. Like, it's too much pressure already, uh, you know, on them. They have too much going on. They're thinking about too many things, and they've got to worry about throwing challenge flags and knowing the rules. It's like the refs are supposed to know the rules. Like, obviously, the coaches are too, but, you know, it's. (laughs) I just don't see how you can't have that. In, in the eye in the sky, and the XFL proved that you can do it. I mean, they have the technology. The fact of matters is, is that everybody at home is sitting there running replay after replay at home. So, you know, you, the league needs to figure that out. But back to pace
2: for a minute. Like, I can't really see. Uh, I don't see how preseason games are going to determine that they're going to have their mind made up before then. They run vanilla in preseason games. There's no. There's there's okay, they, one guy played a little more consistently, but they're not really putting game plans in in the preseason. They're not trying to show shit. It's pretty vanilla. Like, you okay, he looks better at, at the line and, and noticing defenses maybe, but, like, I, I really think this competition is going to be determined before that.
1: Yes and no. I mean, I think that because you have a competition at quarterback, you may be forced to to put in some more stuff you know, and not run so vanilla. Um, again, I just think that from a standpoint of, like, if you're naggy, do you really want to go down the road again with Mitch? You've already been down that road.
2: Well, no, I, I agree with you, but I, I don't – the things that need to – the comfort level that needs to be brought to the table here, you, you can't go into the – fourth preseason game
1: not knowing like no even the start of the preseason is kind of like you definitely can but you do need to use the preseason to develop some timing and and i think that the offensive line to go back to that was one of the things that suffered the most from the lack of of play in the preseason and james daniels and his relationship with mitch was a (laughs) one the the Relationship that suffered the most by not having some preseason reps.
2: Oh, yeah, but I, I just think that, like, the practices, they're, they're going to know. They're going to know before the first preseason game, in my opinion, because they really have to get that chemistry going, like, in, into the start of the preseason because game.
1: Let's, let's be honest, we don't have – this is not two, like, badass, amazing Pro Bowl quarterbacks. This is two guys who occasionally look great and occasionally look off. And that's who Mitch and Nick both are.
2: I remember when we saw Chase at some point, we're like, wow, I just roll Chase.
1: <laughs> right. But again, we are so screwed up when it comes to quarterbacks as Bears fans. Like, we don't know. Like, we get so excited over the littlest thing. It's like, you know, it's like every time a quarterback does anything and throws the ball downfield, it's like it's the first time we ever saw a girl naked in our lives. And we're just like, Ooh! like oh my god like we can't you know like we just cannot control ourselves anytime we see decent quarterback play of any kind yeah so so i just think like both of these guys my biggest fear and i've said this before is just the what if they both are kind of like eh. <laughs> like but what Nagy wants is to prove, Nagy wants to prove that his offense works
2: yeah, but I I just think there's important decisions that are going to be made based off who's at, who's behind center, and that's including center. I think Daniels plays the Foles is in there. I think Whitehair is Mitch's buddy, and he uh-huh. makes, he makes Mitchie Pooh more comfortable. So do you know what I mean? There's there's big decisions that are revolving around this, and not not even that. Like Nagy can pretty much throw the playbook at Foles comfortably. Yeah. We haven't even seen, we were told, what, 101, 202, whatever the hell Mitch was supposed to be at last year. He he's, he, really had to water down the offense with him. So I, it's just, I I think a decision will be made earlier than we're led on, is all I'm saying.
1: Hey, one, well, all these guys that already speak all the same language and already know foals are going to be able to go, you know what, this is our new shit. Nobody's ever going to have seen it before on tape. You know, oh, let's roll with this. And I, I just think that that's what's going to happen.
2: Um, Foles so. isn't as physically gifted as Mitch, they, but it's just up, upstairs.
1: But I think his arm is better than Mitch's, though, in terms of the deep ball.
2: No, as- I just think, I think if Mitch was confident, I think he could throw the deep ball. I in his mean, he,
1: no, I don't think so. I think he's ever shown any kind of good touch on the deep ball. I don't think he's ever, ever shown it. it he, single- he did in college. Okay, well, for
2: for his fucking twelve starts, he can throw it. It's just the.
1: I just don't think Confidence
2: time. plays into it big time.
1: All right, but touch and timing, he does not have. Okay, and you want to add confidence? Fine. Touch, timing, and confidence, he doesn't have. Physically, can he throw the ball? Sure. So could Jamarcus Russell? Jamarcus Russell going to throw it out of the fucking stadium.
2: But like, oh, it's a, it's not a Cutler type of arm, no.
1: But. right, but I'm just saying, like to me, I will take full's deep ball pause oh. over bench. I just think I just think it's a it, it's it's a more accurate on time throw. seems like that, he's got more zip on it. Well, it just goes to a spot. It just has an arc and a drop and it and, and it and it's it is it is a it is a, it doesn't flutter. Right. I just remember
2: the playoff game against him when Foles was playing, and he was just throwing up lobs. I'm just like – and now we got him. We're like – we're so excited. Like, I remember those, remember those ducks. It was just like – like, we are like, oh, yeah, I wish we had Eddie in there.
1: But that's kind of what he does, though. And, yeah, and,
2: and it's and just – it hangs.
1: And guys shake their heads, and it's like, how the hell did that ball get there? And it's because – you know why? Is because the timing of the route and the receiver and the ball was all together. And maybe you go shake your head and go, oh, that looked like a duck. But guess what? The guy came down with it. Like, you know, lasers get picked off too. I, I just think, you know, he's the guy that, that trusts his arm and trusts the timing and trusts the play where Mitch is late doesn't see the play doesn't trust the play doesn't any of that so i just i just have a hard time seeing it i i can just much easier see see things fall into place for Falls than i can for mitch that's all we
2: were, we we're talking about replacing our number two pick with a guy that hasn't played more than five games since 2015 welcome to bears land
0: first time as a bears fan
2: yeah i mean just sometimes it just it just hits it you know what i mean like
0: uh, i don't care who's i don't care if my old dead grandma is the quarterback if she takes us to the super bowl that chick is the best quarterback ever yep yep. just a quarterback short i'm afraid you're right i'm afraid that the defense is there I'm really excited to see the defense.
2: Defense stays healthy. It's going to be unbelievable.
0: With Quinn and Mac, and yeah, I'm really excited to see that.
2: But if they can keep Foles upright, he's good enough to win with. There's no question about that.
1: Well, and honestly, like, if he can stay healthy because – That's the question. He hasn't really stayed upright a whole lot in his career and you know he's the guy he's the guy that hangs in the pocket and takes the hit and delivers the throw Mitch is the guy that bails out you know and in theory could avoid the hit but right so you know that's the question too it's been plenty I mean plenty of people play you know I mean Foles best throw was the one that ended his season last year (laughs) Yeah. So, it's I mean, rough, man. You know, this season, as important as the quarterback is, the defense is going to have to do it.
0: Yes. And they know it. Sure. It's just like the 06 team knew it. Just like the 2010 team knew it. You Knows defensive-based game. Keep them off the board and you got a shot. It's
2: gonna be interesting, man. May the best man win. Nick
0: will. <laughs> I it don't know. That. Yeah. It's crazy though, man. I, I I feel that. It's like, oh, God. That's why I agree. I, that's I do. Why agree. It goes back to the question that I asked when we draft a quarterback. I think regardless, yes. Yeah, I think This is Nick, why I think regardless, yes.
2: I think Nick should win. I just don't I, I, I'm still not my my faith in pace being stubborn we, we've seen it so maybe maybe that's changed
1: we'll find out right on well you fucking better <laughs> in real in real terms you fucking better draft a quarterback yes you know uh, neither that's, one is, that's the
2: answer oh I was talking about drafting a quarterback I was talking about who's gonna win this competition yes draft the quarterback every year oh every yeah year. yeah
1: I mean i just I just don't think that people keep saying that the best case scenario is for Mitch to win it out. I think that's only true if he's amazing while doing it, not if he's just okay like our worst case scenario is that Mitch plays like two thousand eighteen full sucks, and we end up with stuck with both. Ugh.
2: I understand the thought process, though, of thinking it would be good for us if Mitch works out, just because he was the guy we drafted. And we but you're
1: out set. of it now. You're so close to free. That's like I get that, but but now you're at the end. This isn't year two. It would have been great if he panned out in year two. In it, going into year four?
2: I don't really care when it happens. I've been waiting for a quarterback to pan out since,
1: frick, right. six. Watch your language. Frick, Jesus, the family show. What um, the frickin' heck? Well, <laughs> sorry, I should have said fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean it up and post. Uh, <laughs> put the curse word back in. I just, like, I, I, I only want I can't him... swear to in be- front of the baby, dog. Oh, no, it's true. He's very cute. I just feel like you only want Mitch to to stick around if he's if he plays awesome. I'm talking like does does shit we've never seen. I'm not talking about twenty eighteen Mitch. I'm talking about something different, something new. Like he's gotta be the guy who he was in the Cowboys game for the whole year. Save maybe one or two games. He can have a couple bad games. I'm not saying he can't have a couple bad games, but he I
2: want Tampa Mitch every game. Okay,
1: you're stupid. But <laughs> that's not possible. Appreciate you, bud. You know what? I'm a Bears fan. you nuts never happening. <laughs> like, Bengals game, Mitch. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Just whatever. <laughs> 250 <laughs> yards. Three touchdowns every game. 90, 93 rating every game. That's what I want. I want... No uh, less. Re- if he do- goes no less, you're not going to resign him. Dude
2: wants 48 touchdowns from Mitch. No. <laughs> How many touchdowns up? per game? Two or three. So you want 32 to 48 touchdowns from so Mitch. That would be uh, a
0: Chicago team record. 48 touchdowns, yeah. 30 is the number.
2: I wouldn't Sad. know what to do if a quarterback for us threw 48 touchdowns.
1: Well, whatever. I mean, that's what Nagy thinks should happen with this offense.
2: Good. Let's see it. I'll, I'll be here for that.
1: Mitch has <laughs> I mean, never played sixteen games either, so you know he's not playing sixteen games. So, I okay. Here's it's got to be four thousand yards, thirty-six touchdowns, ten picks, ninety something rating, ninety. 90- 94 rating. If Mitch that's, does that, we're winning a Super Bowl. Hopefully, yeah. Unless the defense just completely, you know, unless injuries just kill us, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is that Dak Prescott puts up crazy numbers and they don't, they don't, you know, they don't win the Super Bowl. No, they don't. They didn't win the division. Jared Goff puts up crazy numbers. They've got the crazy defense, and they still lost in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, scored by Maroon 5. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, it, it's just, you yeah, know, who knows. It's crazy. Absolutely. What else you got? Anything else on the docket?
0: I think we pretty much killed it a lot of crazy times take care yep. of each
1: other I like those hats oh you can get those they're pretty, that um, pretty sick. some fly ass does tailgate show hats hold up but- check it out check it out it ain't no
0: fucking dad hat bullshit either
1: no flex fit it,
0: flex fit and it's a good flex fit man it's disappearing like a Harry Potter hair pop that shit
2: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> your shit didn't come in here.
1: shit yeah yeah
0: Oh. Hey, your father-in-law checked out, though, didn't he? Yeah, my father-in-law got a hat. Your father-in-law's big pimping, baby.
1: He listens to the show. He doesn't even really like football, but he listens to the show. out to his father-in-law, you are my hero. Thanks, Brad, if you're
0: listening. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. yeah.
2: You need to get one. You need to get you one of these,
1: bro. Get you on the – yeah, I do. Get you on the old Brawl Network uh, shop and get your goods. Get your we got a bunch of social distancing shirts. Got the chasing decent shirt out there. Beautiful. For your love. All your wardrobe needs. Jared's got a the tailgate show thong that he wears. Mm, just yeah, where's where's the
2: tat eye joint, man? I thought you're gonna tie your shit. What's well, gonna happen? No. Send
1: it out send it out to Josh Woods and Josh hasn't gotten around to it. Oof. Oh. <laughs> He's not busy, touching Josh Woods. Busy grinding. Don't uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> touch TikToks.
2: Oh man, I'm biting my tongue right now.
1: All right. Josh Woods is gonna get snaps this year. <laughs> he to see you watch. Oh uh, well, good luck. Yeah. Josh and Iggy taking it to the streets. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we appreciate everybody listening we thank you for all your support and all the various ways that you support us
2: yeah definitely man downloads are climbing gotta love it thank you for supporting us
1: absolutely Yeah. check out all the uh, other shows on the Brawl Network and check out the articles uh, when a lot of things going on we're always adding more uh, talent um, if you want to write for the brawl network you can dm the uh, show on twitter brawl network you can dm us we'll put you in touch with the right people if you want to uh write for us or do a show for us or if you ever want to come on uh you know last it. week talking with Paul was really cool if you ever want to hop on tell your story talk your shit we'll uh we'll chat you up see what's up we'll get you on and uh just another episode of the neat tailgate show.
0: The bars. The one love. One love.